Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Isn't Paula Abdul small? I didn't expect you to start with that. I know. I always try and throw you a curveball. Um, we come together, an, it's opposites attract. I just saw an animated gif of uh, Paula Abdul um, performing, I think today or yesterday. Really? And uh, she's very small, and I had no idea. I didn't know she was still working I in the game. Know, <laughs> I didn't know how tall the cartoon cat was, so I couldn't possibly have any scope. How are you, Luke Mo? This is Luke and Pete Shaw. I'm Very the Pete bit of the Luke and Pete Shaw. Luke is the Luke of the Luke and Pete Shaw. Yeah, well done, mate. Um, I'll just, I'll just Google... 164. I'll just Google news to Paula Abdul, and right. uh, she was apparently performing at the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. Ah, I didn't... It said the BBMAs, and I was like, I don't know. That sounds like something I'd type into a pornography site. Yes, it does. Mm. I've seen you do it. Seen I do it. See me do it. So episode one six four, yeah, it's Thursday the second of May. We're bloody happy to be here, aren't we? You don't Peter? sound it, Luke. Well, I What's am happy wrong? to be here because it's been a very good news week for the Luke and Pete show. Right, I okay. found um, two news stories, which um, I know one that you'd already found as well, which right. is classic Luke and Pete classic show stuff. Classic Luke and Pete. The second one I think you're going to be excited about. C L A P S. Um, yeah, the first the first one is. Um, shall I just read the headline? If you would. Whale with harness could be Russian weapon, say Ooh. Norwegian experts. You're a Russian weapon, mate. So a beluga whale, which mm. are beautiful animals. They look very friendly. Got very friendly faces. I saw, yeah, I saw a few of them at a Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut. <laughs> Mystic Aquarium? Is that like a Mystic River? The town's called Mystic, so ah. I guess that's why. Um, no, less less interesting. I didn't then. see anything mystical when I was there, really. But uh, the beluga whales were good. They were decent. Mm. And um, this is the type of whale that is, you know, suspected to have been tr- trained by the Russian Navy um, as some kind of special ops force. Now, Pete, you're going to have a big say on this, I know. All right. I can't help but think, whenever I hear about whales and dolphins being very clever... Whales and dolphins. Uh, that, is that, was that Earth song by Michael Jackson? Terrorvision. Yeah. Um, their, their intelligence is possibly has to be overstated. Yeah, because you never see them. They've got no hands, for example. <laughs> well, that's not their fault. They must be. Imagine being super intelligent and um, not being able to hold anything. You'd be furious. You'd be furious, wouldn't but, you? Uh, intelligence I'm... seems to be um, the, the level of intelligence or the mark of, in, of being intelligent appears to be can you be subservient to me? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And look, have a friendly face. And I th- not complain. And I, I, will, I will follow this with examples. Neither of us are evolutionary biologists nor animal behaviorists, but what? I will follow it with an example. Right, a dolphin is not swimming around in an aquarium, drinking, drinking, not drinking, drinking um, jumping through hoops and all that kind of stuff. All right, because it's clever. 
It's doing it because it's going to get a fish. Yeah, exactly. It's no different to what a dog's doing. Well, it is clever in that it gets the fish eventually, but yeah. I, has I, a dolphin ever you. invented anything? Um, has a dolphin ever invented anything? No. Um, has a dolphin ever been seen um, kind of um, uh, trying to use a tool to get some ants out of an anthill like a chimpanzee has? Or like a crow. Have you seen that stuff that, cr- that crows do? Uh, they, um, what do they do? Um, I've unplugged that because it's buzzing. It's giving it a buzz in my ear. I can't hear anything. Well, you can't now because I've unplugged it. No, there's nothing there. Um, And with crows, um, I saw some footage. It's probably available online where they placed a bit of foil, like a shiny thing that the crow wanted. Right. And but what they needed to do was raise the water level because it was floating on some water. Okay. To complete connection and get the crystal. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically like that. And and they were witnessed to be flying off and actually filmed grabbing sticks and stones and dropping them in to raise the water level. Right. To get the um piece of foil which is obviously problem solving intelligence mm. I work with people who couldn't work that out <laughs> that's, that's how So, and, and, and the video finished by saying that um, it's roughly kind of seven or eight year old child intelligence mm. that's decent uh, yeah but then there's all the rest of it I mean you can't there's got to be other interests you know what I mean you, you, you want to not just be interested in getting food there's the other things you want Toys. True. Kids are seven year old, eight year old kids. You can't just bribe them with food. I mean, certain kinds of food you can, obviously. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm not having that. Crows are stupid. What um, what stuff do you think? Because um, because the, the the news report about the whale was saying that you know it was obviously very used to humans. It looked like the harness was for some sort of camera. Mm. It was actively trying to pull straps and ropes from the side of the boats they were on. Mm. Um, I think I think in many ways we sort of think of it's this kind of a nefarious. Um, kind of oh, oh, reconnaissance because obviously that, that part of the world has to deal with a lot of uh, Russian uh, excursions so to speak a lot of like, submarine activity a lot of just 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 being dicks effectively because hmm. it's an important part of the, of the water workhouse but um, the uh, I do like the idea that the Russians are just having a bit of a giggle they're just having a bit of a well, troll you think it's a bluff? Like, yeah I think it's just bollocks it's just like it. look if they, they've got better ways of kind of um, Strapping, they've got better things to strap um, cameras to and for recon. No, but I, I disagree, but I'll tell you why. Because, why? Cl- of course, they can do that other stuff. But if you think about it, if, you're inter- if, you're, if your main priority in this area is to get information, mm. to gather information, mm. and what you can do is you can fly drones over, you can fly mm. planes over, mm. you can get spies and, and, and people to work as agents undercover, all that stuff. Mm. All that stuff's expensive and dangerous. And the flaws to it are, are fairly obvious. With a dolphin or a whale... You put a camera on its back and train it to take a really keen interest in any boat it sees. Fair enough, you can have a guy back at um, back at back at base having to go through all the footage, but you're probably going to glean quite a lot of information on 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 boats, for example, and submarines that you can't get anywhere near otherwise. So it does make sense. Mate, the Chinese have got satellites, and they're best friends with the Russians. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that they. I'm I'm just saying it's a bit bit of a scattergun kind of trolley way to sort of go about it. Is every it Russian puts a, the fear of, of God into us? Is every Russian a be, best friend the Chinese person? Yeah, exactly. They hold hands. Is that right? Yeah. I'm imagining a man in a full Cossack dress yeah. uh, next to a man with a, like a kind of a rice field hat. That's what, that is exactly what I'm imagining right now. Do you think that you'd be very good at uh, training dolphins? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, no one will listen to me. Can you man, swim? Man or beast. <laughs> Can you swim? Not particularly well. How, what, would you, what would you rate yourself? So if, if, if zero is <laughs> a ship goes down, you're dead instantly. Right. And 10 is like Olympic level swimmer. I was at a beach in Ibiza once and uh, we had uh, a big, we'd sort of hired this, me and four lads. It was, it was like a group holiday, but like uh, we, the, the four lads went out on a beach excursion. What year? On a big, 
about 10, 10 years, okay. seven years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, we went out on a big excursion. Big boat, um, one of those things that you would um, pedal and it would sort of go forward a little bit. It was like a paddle boat. A pedalo. But, pedalo, but it had like two levels, so you could sit on the top you could slide and off slide it off it. Yeah, I'll see Lovely, lovely old job. Lovely old job. Um, Did you get sunburned? But, but, no, but I jumped off and uh, the lad started pedaling and I was genuinely... There's that point where you're like, I'm swimming as fast as I can. I'm getting very tired. When do I start doing a very non-British thing and say, please stop? Uh, yes, that's how I nearly drowned. Did you do that or not? No. What happened then? Uh, I caught up with them eventually because I'm I, I used to some inner strength I never knew I had. <laughs> but there was a part of me that I'm not very good at swimming. I'm scared. Am I? Yeah. So what would you give yourself out of ten? Uh, a strong three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So you get. So you I can't get... float. People. Some people can just float on the top of the. They just put their arms out and they float on the top. Yeah. I have to inhale more. Air that d- deserves to be in my lungs than than, than than at any other time, and really sort of concentrate. It's it's. Can I say something that I always say that really annoys you? What swimming's really good for asthma. Yeah, you don't believe that, do you? No, I don't believe that. It's just exercise and aerobic exercise. No, most Olymp- most Olympic swimmers, well, not most, but a lot of Olympic swimmers are, are asthmatic. Yeah, they start. As I have asthma, and I'm not an Olympic swimmer. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, plen- plenty of asthmatics yeah. aren't Olympic swimmers. <laughs> Oh, plenty of asthmatics aren't. Oh no, Gary. All, us, all, all Olympic swimmers are asthmatic, but all asthmatics are not Olympic swimmers. Yeah, exactly. It's like racist and Brexit. Yeah, essentially, isn't it? <laughs> um, I would rate myself as a fairly decent swimmer. I mean, as far as I could, I could. I, a lot of it's related to fitness, obviously, but I could mm. go and do, you know, twenty-five lengths of a pool now. Right. Probably. Well, you go so running. Probably you're probably quite first, fit. Yeah. Um, I do. It, I can do it on my back. I'm quite good at backstroke, but I think everyone is, aren't they? That's always the strongest stroke, isn't it? Sorry, that just sounds like a chat line. Because my face, because <laughs> my face is in the water. Yeah. I don't like to say anything. It's much easier we, when you've got goggles, and it's also much easier. Like goggles, to, it's also goggles. much easier to float when the water, the salinity of the water is higher. Yeah, I, 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 rec- I recently, um, in the last ten years, have gone snorkeling, and wow, that's a lot of fun. Mm. So much fun. That's for me as a one-way ticket to Sunburn as well. Um, right. I've got another story I want to bring to the table, and I don't, I'm hoping you haven't seen it, right? Um, but you will enjoy it. Uh, in, a, in a kind of horrific way. You haven't seen this, but you will enjoy it. Yeah. Also, something else he says <laughs> a chat line. Um, <laughs> it's normally you have seen this mm. and you won't enjoy it. Um, one of the official pacers at the London Marathon. Yeah, have right. you seen it? Uh, is this the slow pacers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those listening who aren't fully interested in you know long distance running or indeed organised running events, which is absolutely fair enough, there's certain people called pacers who go out there and they run at a specific pace with a sign on their back, so mm. you know, because it can be hard in the in the adrenaline of the event to maintain a good steady pace. It's yep. really important in a long distance race, of course. You know that if you run alongside them, they're fine. An example, and aside, if you allow me, when I ran the Great South Run last time, I saw the um, I think nine and a half minute mile pacer. Mm. I thought, yeah, I ain't sticking around with this guy. <laughs> Legged it off. And then, um, up, yeah. yeah, the last mile or two was like um, no country for old men. Just a <laughs> relentless stalking of me until he overtook me about 50 metres from the finish line. So it's always good to use a pacer if you can. Very Li- community minded, that, isn't it? Sort of sort of going, I, I, they clearly like running. Yeah, I think they just get a free ticket. All right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, what, a free ticket to a, a race where you say don't even bother. But it costs like 30 quid to do it. Kind of going quick. But they probably said they probably want to run it anyway. Not that slow, not like six. Six yeah, but they don't. But they don't assign hours. the time to you randomly, do they? No, I thought they do. No, they say to the person, "What's your normal pace?" And they say, "I don't know, like 
eight minutes a mile. Great. Are right. you, have you got experience of running eight minute mile races for a long time? Yes. Can you keep that pace for that time for this? And not Prove go it. To, doing right, a moth suit. Right. You're, are you, that's your, that's your PB, is it? Yeah. You're doing five minute miles all the way around. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Anyway, some people run very slowly. I'm one of those people. Liz Ayres, who was asked to run the course in seven and a half hours yeah. to keep that pace up for seven and a half hours. That's, is that walking? I mean, it's pretty slow. Yeah. It's pretty slow, but the so, distance is pretty So what's she big. getting out of that then, big boy? She's a community sense of community spirit. So you just said it was a community spirit. It was a freebie. Well, I think it can be. It can be both <laughs> those things. We're not usually exclusive. Anyway, she was asked to run seven and a half mile, mile right. hours. It is slow. Clearly, people who run the London Marathon deserve a huge amount of respect. We're not denigrating them. Not that block in the, uh, However, in the clock. However, some, no, some of the people who are marshalling the event were denigrating them very much because Liz Ayres, the official pace of a seven and a half hours for the London Marathon, says that she was treated horrifically during the race and so were her fellow runners. She <laughs> says and claims that runners were called fat and slow by con- contractors and volunteer marshals and one woman received chemical burns from the clean-up operation that began around her. <laughs> yeah, because we always hear about these Arbor Grannies who uh, finish it in 10 hours or whatever and they manage to get around and they're just like, oh, I'm not good. Um, but I am 90. Uh, yeah. but, and I do sort of wonder, like, when does the click? When can you sort of go, we need to start cleaning this up? This is a city. Cost you 39 quid to do it. Yeah. To get chemical burns. <laughs> my, my grandmother, de- dearly. What was, she, what was she putting her hands on? De- what, my grandmother? <laughs> she, um, my grandmother, my nan, who has now sadly left us, mm-hmm. um, she ran the London Marathon a number of times. She even was asked to be in the flora advert for it when they were the sponsor nice because she was I think she addicted to flora yeah because she was a very very keen Marjorie enthusiast <laughs> no because she um, she was greased up very very fast for her age she, right. she ran it like in her 70s is that where your pedigree your running pedigree comes from well, my pedigree is non-existent right. hers is very good okay yeah so no you're on the butter mate yeah I know yeah <laughs> she basically got a lifetime supply of margarine which was left to me so now I've got to eat it what a bequeath yeah the more, um butter mountain yeah. love it and when, when we sat around the meeting with the uh, where the wheel was to be handed out everyone was just going and okay now we need to assess and now we need to assign and talk about the very difficult issue of who gets the lifetime supply of flora margarine and we're all just going please me please please, please. please. yes Yes. and so that's that's what happened and you made a slip and slide in your back back garden it's like when homer simpson got all that sugar sugar (laughs) yeah first you get the sugar then you get the power so what do you think what's your, what's been your favorite news story out of those two Pete? um i do like the idea that they've got i mean they do have to clean up at some point but they shouldn't be calling people fat and slow. No. Especially when they're just clearing up, you know I what mean, I mean? You shouldn't really be doing that anyway. Like, like you're if, independent contractors. If, if you were just running down the road and you were running slow, and I didn't know you, yeah. I wouldn't be going, Oi, slow coach, but why my, would you do that? No, you know? and also, yeah, I've, yeah I, I mean, I'm sure it's just a choice couple of, uh, of choice words, but, you know, it, it is disappointing. Uh, some people have let themselves down there mm. and their companies. But I mean, these will be in independent contractors. They won't be like, you know, they won't be employed by London LGA or anything. They'll just, they'll be, in, there'll be some group for a subsidiary that do yeah, clean up. But, but the thing is, the real, the real problem And everyone here, will I be think. on zero hour contracts and they'll be clearing up after these runners and they'll be pissed off. But don't defend them. It's not, don't do I'm a not job defending you don't their action. It. I'm just saying it's a shit job. If, well, fine. But some people, I volunteered at, so when my nan was a quite, quite a decent runner when she was a lot younger obviously mm. I was a lot younger mm. and we would go along and marshal volunteer to marshal a lot of them are volunteers mm. I would volunteer to um, do the Great South Run these aren't marshal these are clean up crews that they were they were mocked they, they, they were doing the mocking she said runners were called fat and slow by contractors and volunteer marshals yeah. well if they're volunteer marshals they shouldn't be 
They're not in the spirit of it, really, yeah. are they? Um, and um, also, because the reason I raise it as well as a semi-serious point is, of course, London Marathon is one of the biggest charity events in the calendar. Mm. So if you find that people are now dissuaded from doing it, mm. um, charities are going to lose out as well. Mm. It's just a terrible thing to do. Terrible. Uh, that's the sort of thing I can imagine you doing, Pete, after a few sherbets, if you don't mind me saying. It's early for me, isn't it? Yeah. I'll still be in bed. <laughs> yeah. What, um, <laughs> what, what are you doing this weekend? What's the plan? Uh, I'm off to Cardiff for the first time uh, for a night out. Never been to Cardiff for a night out. Who are you going with? Some buddies. Oh, yeah. in my, it's in another buddy's house. I was like, I asked her. I a said, bit awkward, isn't it? Cause, uh, what, what do you mean? You don't go to Cardiff. I've got anything going on this weekend, so. You work Friday nights? Oh, yeah, true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't like it. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, no, um, uh, yeah, I just said, uh, have you got any um, advice for like Airbnbs? Because I don't know the area, really, because I've never really been out in Cardiff. And, and she went, I'll just stay in my house. I'm going to be in London, so it gives us a case. Brilliant. So that's all right, isn't it? Airbnb never, for free. I never get, you know, I don't, you know, I love spending money. I'm a bit like, what do I do with that? What Give the money you would have spent to us. What do I do? What do um, I do? Before we move on to the little ad break and then do emails. Yes. Don't worry, everyone. I'm not going to spoiler it. Um, but are you up to date on Game of Thrones? No. Yes, same. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, don't spoiler it. No, um, but I would like to talk in depth about the uh, compression artifacts. Okay, yeah, I'm sure you would. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, I think the best way to not fall into this trap of what, what's a spoiler and what isn't. Right. Um, it's not spoiler. It's, it. it's very dark. Everyone's been talking about it being very yeah. dark, and yeah. um, the uh, we spoke about this on the well during the World Cup um, that technology is not as far advanced. Uh, the aspirations of the director, the aspirations of the broadcaster, the technology is not quite there for a perfect viewing experience. Um, the problem yeah. with modern television is a lot of it is streamed, and so people think that they can go on the internet and go to HBO now, certainly in America, and get themselves a big slice of steaming Game of Thrones, episode three of season seven, eight. eight, eight. Yeah, eight and um, it's very dark. Uh, it's a fight scene. It's very dark. And... Um, the problem with, I think it's H two three four six four compression, which I'm fairly certain is the one they use, um, is that uh, it only changes pixels when they need to be changed, sort of thing. So if you've got a really black black dark uh, screen scene, um, it's actually the, it's, the the computer spends a lot of time going, has that gotten lighter or is it still the right. same color? Has it? Shall we change the pixel now? We'll do it now, and it might be a bit late. It's just the way that things work. So say if you've got a scene, say if someone was, say that camera over there, yeah. uh, we'll be shooting in the same sort of format, I reckon. Uh, and um, basically, the only pixels that'll be moving is my arms when I move them around. But the rest of the scene, like that light up there, is not changing. That bit of wall is not changing. Yeah. So it conserves disk space and broadcast space by not changing those pixels, but it just changed these pixels. It's, that, it's why if I suddenly let off a party popper and there was like confetti everywhere... Um, there would be a massive degradation in quality because the, the so, pixels, much going on. so much is going on yeah. and pixels are changing all the time. They're going, oh my God, right, that pixel was there, there. So we've got to move that over there and it's got to do it way more uh, computational uh, power. So in Game of Thrones, uh, the dark episode, episode three, um, they had real problems um, where people were downloading and watching and streaming on HBO yeah. uh, in a lower quality it, it looked a bit crap. So at the times. ambition has outstripped the, uh, the yes, the actual okay. technology. Because I watched it in the dark, curtains mm. closed, because I'd seen episode two, I knew it was going to be a dark episode, mm. a battle episode, mm. and I've got um, I've got a good telly, so right. it was. But were you, yeah, but you were watching it on Sky, yeah, yeah. So that would be pretty decent quality. So um, I watched it on Sky Atlantic, but I downloaded it, so yeah. it was already there. Yeah, it, uh, the the TV's a four K HD, yeah, and it's um, big mm. and. 
I, I, I know it's like I'm being smug and, you know, obviously not for the first time and all that. When I first saw this stuff you're talking about, which makes perfect sense and was a really interesting um, explanation. It wasn't, I, but I'll I take it. No, it was. No, it was. Like, I, I get it now. I didn't, I didn't know what it was before. Um, I, my initial reaction was like, what's the problem? And I, I, the first article I read about it was with the cinematographer who said all these different things about how, you know, we want to do this, we want to do that. We, we are happy that um, you saw what we wanted you to see. But, oh. but the problem is, I suppose, you're saying that he's not really acknowledging that people are watching it on computer screens and stuff. And that's a challenge no, no, for no, the TV no, no. industry, it's, right? It's not, it's, not about, it's not about computer screens. You can watch a, a shit stream on a big telly. It just depends on where you're getting it from. And especially when everyone's accessing the same servers at the same time, hmm. servers become slow. Yeah. Um, the quality drops from 1080p to 720. And when you get into that kind of level, you're going to see more artifacts. You're going to see uh, weird stuff happening. Yeah. Um, but... The actual um, cinematography of it, I thought, was magnificent. I agree. Because if, you've, if you are fighting in the dark, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Everything's happening. Flashes, yeah. punches, kicks. Yeah. Like, so it was I, a beautiful piece of cinema. I'm going to say something quite controversial here. Because I originally wasn't going to talk about that. I was, right. I was actually going to say um, one person who hasn't been um, applauded enough in this whole Game of Thrones exercise right. the last eight seasons is Ramin Djawadi, who is the who soundtrack the whole thing. Right, yeah. Okay. The, the the soundtrack throughout has been amazing. Mm. Um the soundtrack for that episode, I hope this isn't a, this is not a spoiler to say this. No. Is it's the finest music for any episode I've ever seen. That's big talk. I think it is. I think it genuinely is. I think it's perfectly done. I don't think you could add anything to it or take anything away from it to make it any better, mm. which is the definition of fucking perfection, by the way. And I think he deserves a huge amount of credit for one scene particularly, which I won't talk about because for obvious reasons. He is, in my opinion, because I, I checked out his other work yeah. and I've, I've, there's a couple of things that have come up that I hadn't noticed he had done. He must be one of the finest composers working in, in, in TV today. He, he is so good. If you go back and watch Game of Thrones season one, or in fact, you don't even need to go back and watch it. You go back and find the, the playlist on Spotify and listen to it. It's a beautiful piece of work. He's he, the best thing. Like, the best. I'm someone who's a bit of a bit of a nerd about soundtracks. The best compliment I can pay him is it, it sounds like a really modern Ennio Morricone, mm. which is who is the you know obviously in many people's eyes the gold standard, and I understand why. Um, so yeah, I, I really wanted to give him a bit of credit because of course all the credit and the plaudits normally go to the actors and the directors and the writers, but he's been brilliant. He's he's played such a big role in how successful that series has been. Mm. That episode of Monday, I've enjoyed so much I've watched it twice now I can't think of an episode of TV that I've ever enjoyed more um, you know there are there are other TV series out there which I'll possibly rate above Game of Thrones but that episode I mean, just the scale of it the, 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 the scale is unbelievable isn't it like 55 consecutive nights filming it's, it's crazy it's absolutely crazy I know they've got there's, the money but the wherewithal and the effort is amazing there's, there's very few um, TV shows or battle scenes I'm not a big fantasy guy I'd never watch any of the bloody um, Tolkien stuff um, but the, the, the weight of uh, the the confusion and the fog of war and the yeah. weight of bodies, I think, uh, yeah, and amazing. I'll leave it at that. It's amazing. Is, uh, it, it is wonderful. Um, but what I like about the soundtrack thing is, like, these like, soundtrack guys, they, they, did a, they did it years ago, and they, or they did it, like, a year ago, or two, or, or a year and a half ago, and they were planning for such a long time. And, and But they'll just float on to the next project, you know what yes. I mean? And, and they won't even give it a second... Uh, second well, Blair, Blair, who did the composition for the On the Continent theme, which he did from scratch on a, on a, on a, on a brief, and he's worked on lots of really big stuff. Um, I was really, I mean, obvious thing to say, I suppose, possibly because I've got a particular interest in, in music and that, and that kind of thing. The way he can, I mean, 
it's one thing to be in a band where you go, do you know what? I'm going to be in a punk band and punk's my favourite kind of music and I'm going to play this angry music and it's just going to come out and it's kind of a cathartic sort of release. It's one thing and I'm not denigrating that. But for, for, for someone to be able to come to you and say, okay, what do you actually want? What's the kind of show it is? How, how do you want it to sound? And you mm. give them these really, and I remember at the time being quite embarrassed the, 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 the okay, lack of sick, detail yeah. I was giving to him. Mm. And he came back with stuff that's just, for me, it was absolutely perfect. It's a that's really a, great, that's it's a great that's skill. That's literally how, um, how it all works, I guess, isn't it? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know. Pete, let's take a break because um, we are way over time. <sighs> and after that, we'll talk about some emails. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Five pints of Guinness and my wife just left me for another man. I can't mention the name. Jackie, oh, I'm sorry about that. So actually, you know, the fact that it's a four-hour delay on a flight doesn't bother me. Guinness, Julian Assange there. Julian Assange there. Guinness um, isn't that strong. No, it's not. I could happily drink that amount of Guinness and not be rolling around the place. If you're trying to lose weight and you still want to have a beer or two, Guinness is your one. Yeah, not fizzy enough. No fizzy. Low Give alcohol. me some fizzy Guinness. Low alcohol there. content and low calorie yeah. content, you see. Um, show at thefootballramble.com is not the email. That's the email address for another show we do. Um, and this email ah. address is hello at lukeandpeetshow.com. Wow. And the following people you're about to hear from have emailed into that address. Pete, do you want to go first? Uh, just a quick one from, uh, I think it's pronounced Tara uh, Horner. Uh, he sent an email about what, 20 minutes ago saying, your youngest listener, and then followed it up with the same email, <laughs> but with the uh, uh, alternative subject title, definitely your youngest listener. Listener. How old? Um, I'm Tara Horner. I would love to charge the position of younger listener at 15. Oh dear. I'm 15. Oh dear. I'm residing in uh, New York City. I'm an avid Chelsea supporter. Uh, and I found your podcast of the Football Ramble. I've been listening to it since I was 12. Oh, come on. My father introduced me to it. So it's Sins of the Fathers on that one. Sins of the Fathers. On our youngest fathers. listener chat, someone emailed in this week earlier on mm. 
claiming to be a fetus. So <laughs> Richard uh, says, hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, following show 162 and the discussion around uh, wrong names and British awkwardness, I thought I'd email in. I've been visiting the same Turkish barbers for the last three years. It's a wonderful establishment and the two guys in there, Ali and Russell, are brilliant. Get a room, mate. Yeah. Uh, mention their names. I even helped them move a couch in when they first opened. Unfortunately, I don't know how it happened, but they simply think I'm called Josh. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't changed yeah. it Love we that. never actually yeah. introduced ourselves and one day Ali called me uh, Josh and I just went with it it's now gone on uh, too far uh, it's gone on uh, for far too long now and I have to constantly remember each time I visit that I must answer to Josh and live in dread of another customer I know addressing me by my real name I'm much more likely to change my name by deed poll and ever admit my mistake <laughs> like it's like when it's like yeah it's all Josh that's a really I'm British way of looking at it it's like when I was at that job overseas and I never visa so I had to work under my mate's name right and uh, everyone was calling me that name and obviously I wasn't responding to it mm. and um, I had to make up some story about how everyone calls me Luke <laughs> and <it's>, with <laughs> no explanation was that not uh, that was in Australia wasn't it New Zealand oh, yeah, right. yeah. I was going to say it would be quite ironic being doing something not even getting <laughs> chucked out of Australia yeah well, bearing absolutely. in mind how that country started um, uh, Richard Cook from the Western Islands remember him yeah he's a friend of the show He's emailed in just with a screenshot from Iron Brew, the official Iron Brew Twitter account. Okay. This is particularly uh, of interest to you, Pete. Right. Because Iron Brew bars are your thing, right? Right. And they haven't been around for a while. I mean, they haven't been my thing for a while either. Well, they haven't been been around for a while. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Well, they would be part of your Sunday night traditional meal, wouldn't they, if they were? (laughs) Um, Iron Brew have emailed, as I've tweeted, saying, confession time. We never made Iron Brew bars ourselves and we don't own the recipe. What? We licensed out our flavour to and name. Matlow's. To a now no longer trading company. Well, then have it back then. The bars are lost forever. Shut up. That's what they said. Could they not, like, get an old one and, like, you know, work it <laughs> Reverse out from engineer there. it. Reverse engineer it. Yeah. I'd love that. Yeah. That's a great idea for a podcast. Reverse engineering things. Yeah, they, I mean, there's a YouTube uh, channel that does that, where yeah, they, try and make, they try and make artisanal versions of uh, of popular sweets, like Smarties and stuff. It's really fucking hard. Because obviously, like, all these processes have been refined and um, uh, manufactured, like, yeah. on a manufactured process, kind of just with machines and yeah, stuff Yeah, it's like, like the that. secret recipe for Coca-Cola, right? Mm. It's on the side of the can, I suppose. Right. But it's impossible to make it because yeah. they don't have the quantities and the process. And how you, yeah, it's all... It's like brew. Walter White's meth. Brewing stuff in it. Yeah. Um, you know how they get smarty shiny? Go on. Just, they just put them in a skip and, uh, and well, it might be Skittles, actually. Put them in a skip and uh, just give them a little shake. A clean skip. Yeah, clean yeah, skip. Yeah. There's one outside the house. <laughs> no, She's got some old, you can like, have a clean skip. It's got some old wood in it. It cleans your skip. <laughs> um, skips are fascinating things. Did you ever have one when you were a kid? Yeah. yeah. There's one outside Fasc- my house at the moment. It's weird seeing all of your stuff from your house in yeah. that's now in a skip. You're like, yeah. going, how is this allowed? All of my things. I quite all like my trinkets. I felt like that when I moved. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh God, sorry. Am I, uh, um, no, that's all right. I've been working hard. Um, the the thing I was going to say was when you move house from like a rented house to another house, mm. so obviously you never felt like an ownership of the of the home you lived in because mm. you never owned it. Mm. But all your stuff you do own is in these boxes. And mm. I remember at one point when I moved last time, it's probably about I don't know fifteen boxes right outside in a pile. And you think that's my stuff. That's the accumulation of everything I own. Yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, what's the difference between that and owning a house? Like it's a very British idea, isn't it? You own your castle. I just I don't care. All my stuff. I look around my house and I go, if this burned to the ground, I would not grieve for any of these items. No, it's because you hate yourself. No, I hate my items. Like you, said, you said to me, like, listen, you said to me over dinner on Saturday night, right. Luke, you know Kurt Cobain said, I hate myself and I want to die. Right. Well, I hate myself and I want to live so I can hate myself more. <laughs> you actually said that. I put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> 
It was a gem. It was a, ge- a gem. It was a Donaldson gem. What a gem. Yeah. Do you, how, do you still feel like that or just the, the depressant fact, uh, fact mate, of alcohol? Just, it's Thursday, yeah. mate. It's yeah. Thursday. It's, it's freaking true. weekend. It's true. Well, that's um, Sean Absolute for the weekend. Let's Off gr- to Cardiff. Hello. Let's, yeah, well, then you'll be in Cardiff. Let's squeeze yeah. another email in because I think there's another one. I've selected this specifically again because I think you'll enjoy it. Okay. It's about bus trains. Sorry? Bus oh, trains. bus trains are the ones in the northeast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's from Matt and he says uh, going back to your chat about converted buses that are now trains mm. they're also called pacers did you know that? pacers I don't know that oh um, stupid fat lazy idiots <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean they are fat and lazy trains so yeah yeah uh, you know what I like to do with them I like to uh, spray chemicals in their, <laughs> in, in their window I wish someone fucking were they're filthy um, he says I can confirm they still exist in the northwest, and more often than not are the way I get between Manchester and Wigan on my daily commute mm. they are as shit as they look they're noisy fumy and freezing in winter not so bad in summer, though, because they're very breezy. It's probably what you'd expect for something from something bought in the 80s as a temporary measure and not replaced since. Think about the delays you got on Southern Rail last year, but add the fact that by the time the train turned up, it was one of these crocs of shit. <laughs> I've attached a picture of a typically empty carriage I'm sat on. Sorry for the rant. They're just terrible trains. Thanks, Matt. Um, I suppose we could... Terrible trains. We could get into a conversation about the chronic lack of underfunding in the North, couldn't we? Um, but it's probably not that kind of show. But I thought you'd be interested in that anyway. Nationalise it. <laughs> God, here we go. So every train can look like that. That's yeah. what I want. Who are you going to vote for in the European elections, Pete? Well, of course, Lord Buckethead, if yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just that uh, like if if we're if we're going to treat uh, uh, politics in such a way, let's have Lord Buckethead. He's spoken more sense than anyone. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I saw a, for me, I, saw, I like it. I saw a video the other day of um, a guy I think from the Monster Raven Looney Party, or whatever. Right. And he was asked to give a little stump speech. Right. And, he, and his speech was something like, I have absolutely no political interest. My <laughs> only job here is to amuse and entertain. I wish to say nothing political. And that was like, that was it. Did Frank Sybottom ever Quite refreshing. Run? Surely Frank Sybottom run. Yeah, you thought so. At some point. He'd probably so. win nowadays. Yeah. Well, you couldn't be any worse than the current lot, eh? Saturday, hey, satire, satire, Pete. Hashtag satire. The satire gun is loaded. Bang, look out. All right, let's go off and uh, right. visit Julian Assange. <laughs> Really? That was episode 164 of the Luke and Pete show. Have a lovely weekend. We'll be back on Monday with episode 165. Please do get in touch. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. And also, if I can squeeze this in before the music runs out, um, leave us a review on iTunes. Be nice. Yeah, be nice. Nice to be nice. This was a Radio Stakhanov production.